0: Educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes.
1: Impact Boom recently had the pleasure of attending the Pitch for Good event, an initiative of the City of Parramatta and Start Some Good. Five female social entrepreneurs pitched their great ideas for new social enterprises they hope to establish and officially launched their crowdfunding campaigns that will run for the next month. On the night, roughly 100 attendees didn't just watch from the sidelines, but they directly contributed to the success of these great projects by donating their $30 tickets towards one or more of the crowdfunding campaigns. City of Parramatta then matched that donation, giving the campaigns a great head start. Whilst there's a good variety of strong pitches, Diane Gatto of Keras Compass came away with the People's Choice Award, which received an extra $300 prize boost. And after each pitch, Elizabeth Trewella of SheWorks and myself were the dolphins, not sharks, providing questions to each of the founders. Impact Boom would like to thank Start Some Good and City of Parramatta for putting on a great night and supporting the local entrepreneurs. So to kick off, let's hear from the founder of Start Some Good.
0: We're with Tom Dawkins from Start Some Good. Tom, thanks for having us along tonight. Thanks for coming, Tom. So tell us a little bit about Start Some Good and Pitch for Good Parramatta.
2: So Start Some Good is a crowdfunding platform dedicated to supporting social impact projects and with a particular interest in how we cultivate more innovation for social change and how we connect innovation to capital. Uh, To support the, to essentially increase the pace of experimentation and um, innovation within the sector. And Pitch for Good is the kind of program that we love to run that gives us the opportunity to unearth, in this case, five great female founders of social enterprises in Parramatta and launch them on stage tonight. Pitch for Good is a unique combination of kind of two different types of crowdfunding live crowdfunding, where the audience determines the distribution of money within the room. And then online crowdfunding, and they both have unique advantages. Uh, in-person has advantages in terms of intimacy, connection, and in terms of building local social capital, building a community, yep. and, and, and getting that feeling of community here in Parramatta. But of course it lacks for reach and any sort of a long tail or viral effects. There's no peer-to-peer mechanism. You're in the room, or you're not in the room. And so we link that to online crowdfunding campaigns that start some good using the event tonight is a kickoff for those. So helping these founders overcome the kind of day one money challenge, how to get that really early momentum that validates and creates excitement and so on. Helping them do that by, you know, packing a room full of friendly supporters of social enterprise and then putting all those funds, which are then doubled by the council, I should say, putting all of those onto their crowdfunding campaigns and they've got another 30 days now to hopefully quadruple again the funds that have been raised.
0: Fantastic, so you've partnered with the city of Parramatta what have these five different female founders done before coming along tonight in order to get themselves ready and prepared?
2: They've come on a real range of, of pathways. One's come out of quite a serious accelerator called Energy Lab for kind of sustainability and you know, low carbon technologies. That's Green Renter, helping renters uh, find and, and focus on, I guess, more sustainable housing, which is often something that's hard to do if you're not a property owner. Yep. Uh, through to people who are really kind of doing this for the very first time. They've never had any equivalent experience, never been on stage, never pick, pitched their own business venture. Uh, one of them came to a, a conference we held here in Parramatta earlier this year and actually won um, some uh, a voucher for Academy XI, a kind of startup skills training yep. program. And, and so she got to go through that and now has come back that helped her refine her pitch and you know was selected to to be here tonight.
0: Fantastic. So have you guys helped pull together these crowdfunding campaigns and and get their building blocks in place to to create them and get them ready for today?
2: Yeah I guess to get selected in the first place they have to have a fairly robust idea. This is not a, a kind of deep accelerator where you really kind of tear apart their business model at root causes and do a power analysis of the, you know, the sector they're trying to yep. impact and all of that. that you you kind of need to know what you want to do. And then it's, I would call it a go-to-market accelerator. Mm. So we've been working with them for six weeks, but very focused on the kind of launch elements, both coaching to help them nail their pitch in the room, yep. as well as coaching to help them craft a really compelling online campaign.
0: Fantastic. So how many people are we expecting here today to come along?
2: We know this is our third time in Parramatta. We normally get a, about 100 to 110. I think it's a really good turnout for the local community and um they've got you know five women on stage and that will all then be matched by the so people pay thirty dollars to be here and then they get to distribute that across the ventures on on the night and have that matched by the council Mm -hmm. so we'll raise a little over six thousand dollars um here together and kick kick off those five campaigns and we hope that they'll raise you know another 30 or 40 over the course of the, the next 30 days fantastic so what is the future then for pitch for good We'd really love to pull together, I guess, a national network of Pitchers for Good. We've done Melbourne, Adelaide, Parramatta now three times, Perth for the first time uh, in two weeks, um, Sydney, we just got confirmation will be happening in February, hoping to get Brisbane on board really soon, uh, hoping to get back to Melbourne where it all started but, and one of these days, hoping to get the, the kind of support all lined up for all those cities to happen in the same year and then I could imagine some awesome national finals of Pitch for Good and... Then that you know, beyond that we need like live streaming, we need a socially focused version of Shark Tank with you know public participation through the crowdfunding mechanism and who knows. Well, <laughs> Take it from there. The, the next Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's it's really exciting to be here, Tom. So thanks so much for having us here in Parramatta and we'll look forward to speaking again soon.
2: Yeah, thanks for
1: coming. After speaking to Tom, I spoke to the five female founders so that they could give you an insight into their initiatives. And make sure you listen all the way through to the end because i had the opportunity to speak to david mutu of the city of parramatta who shares his experience from a council perspective
0: so we're with diane gatto from carers compass diane tell us a little bit about what carers compass is and what you're going to pitch about tonight
3: so carers compass is like your gps in the aged care industry Um, the challenge that carers who are looking after their elderly loved ones have is that they don't know where to find the services they need to help look after the, the health and wellbeing of their ageing loved ones. And the ageing loved ones don't want to actually end up in a nursing home. They want to stay at home connected to their family, their friends and their community, because that's, that's what they're familiar with. And even though the government has encouraged that, that, that decision, mm. the challenge is trying to find all the services to support the family to enable that person to stay home as long as possible. So Kerber's Compass becomes like a focal point, like your own GPS, everything that you're going to need to make sure that your loved one has been looked after at home. So for example, if your mum is diagnosed with dementia, you know, as a family carer what do you do? You know, who do you call? How do you put a care plan in place without relying on a guesswork or Googling worst case you know, what to do in a particular situation? so we connect providers who are specialized in services for dementia for financial planning for um, legal because obviously for dementia it has a cognitive implication so yep. you need to get the you know the enduring power of attorney enduring um, guardianship advanced care plan advanced care directors so all these terms that the average person doesn't know about mm-hmm. and if they don't get it in place at the right time it becomes too late it becomes an absolute nightmare for families to yep. navigate that space So whilst we're also looking at families, we're also looking at the other side of the marketplace, the providers who are very ethical, who have customer service at the core of what they do. Because if I'm needing a solicitor and I'm bed bound, you can't expect me to actually go to a solicitor's home. So one of the things I ask the solicitor is, are they prepared to go and visit someone in their home? Mm. And if not, are they prepared to have that consultation using technology? You know, you've know, you got a smartphone, you've got an iPad, you can have that conversation using technology and yeah. just send through the paperwork. Yeah. So if, if you're not accommodating to the family's needs, then you're probably not going to be one of my preferred suppliers. I can, I'm going to give you qualified leads. When my clients come to me and say, Diane, this is what I need. Who can you refer me to? So that's what I'm building.
0: Fantastic. So for the crowdfunding campaign, how much funds are you seeking and what will you be doing with them?
3: Yeah, so I have two targets. My target is $8,500. Yep. And that'll allow me to get my initial platform built. Um, I have to obviously do a lot of work in the background to to populate it with data because the the data is in very, very many sources. So I'm Mm. trying to curate the data. Yep and become a single source of truth. And then I'm also gonna be working with Westmead Hospital to identify five families who are in the very position of having to look after an elderly one, either because of brain cancer or um, some sort of dementia or a um, a stroke victim or something that has got a, a significant issue working with those five families in the next couple of months to actually trial the platform to see whether it's actually pitched at the right level or it's actually giving them the information they need. And then if I do reach my stretch goal, which is $25,000, I can then employ two part-time relationship managers to work in the the area of Parramatta. Now, the thing with the relationship managers is I'm planning on recruiting ex-carers because in caring, the statistics back in 2015 said that two thirds of the carers are women over the age of 55.
4: Mm.
3: Now, we know ageism is, is an issue, yeah. right? So if I've taken time out to look after my parents, I have trouble trying to get back into the workforce. And you're exactly the sort of person I want to be mentoring a family who's going through that journey in the very first place. So there's a a job opportunity to to re-engage long-time carers who find it difficult to get back into the workforce and you become a mentor for other families who are going through that journey.
0: Excellent. Well, it sounds like a fantastic initiative, Diane. So thanks so much for sharing it and best of luck with the crowdfunding campaign. Thank
3: you very much. Thank you.
0: We're talking to Agatha Simon juntag from Faith, Hope, Love Soap and Agatha's pitching tonight, so tell us about your idea.
4: Yes, thank you Tom. So my project is basically is a Faith, Hope, Love Soap. It's uh, that soap will be a soap with the mission, and that mission is to basically uh, to give um, transformations uh, for women in Bali and also restoring hope for uh, women and children who are experiencing homelessness here in uh, Parramatta, actually.
0: So, when did you start uh, the project?
4: When uh, I think uh, in the beginning of this year I have like you know that kind of like connections with a cooperative of women who were in Bali and uh, make some contacts and just uh, communicate with them and Getting some ideas and inspirations uh, for their products. So the uh, the original idea is basically to help them to to scale up uh, their products here in Australia. Yep. But then again, like you know, because I'm myself, I'm. A, um, in the uh, social work field. So I have also another passion which is to help women uh, who are experiencing uh, uh, homelessness uh, here in Australia Mm. because they are escaping from domestic and family violence. So I try to connect uh, uh, between the two causes and uh, finally, I uh, able to um, combine these ideas together. So
0: so if the audience was to buy a bar of soap, what would happen in return? I mean, apart from obviously getting a great product, I imagine.
4: Yeah, so I plan to uh, bring the soap here and market it here uh, with buy one, donate one. Uh, soap so uh, let's say uh, if you buy one uh, and uh, in a way that we able to donate one soap as a love uh, and welcome package for women and uh, children who are experiencing homelessness One once they enter the uh, shelter Mm. homeless shelter here
0: perfect yes. so for the crowdfunding campaign how much you're looking for and what will you do with those funds?
4: I am uh, actually looking for to raise about seven grand and um, uh, and I need to get it done by the October 23rd of 2018 so um, yeah I'm so excited but um, yeah I, I can't do this alone yep. uh, I need your support uh, I need people support uh, so um, the idea is actually is not only about my project. It's a project for everyone. It's a project where everyone can participate, can invest, can collaborate and can partners. So uh, it is for social good. So yeah, that's the idea.
0: Well, best of luck with your pitch tonight, Agatha. And best of luck with the campaign for Faith, Hope, Love, Soap. And we look forward to following your journey into the future.
4: Yes, thank you so much.
0: So we're with Christina Jarron from the People of Purpose Network. Thanks for a great pitch tonight, Christina. Tell us more about your project. What are you doing?
5: Yeah, so I think to understand the People of Purpose Network, or POPIN, as it's known, it helps to understand a little bit the problem that people working in for-purpose organisations face. Which is? Well, there are a few come to my head straight away. Low wages, yep. limited and sometimes no professional development opportunities in their organizations, and really unstable career paths, and unclear career trajectories. And these things lead to one of two things. You keep going in for-purpose organizations and you're not fully resourced and you feel like you're not achieving everything you could, or you leave to find a better opportunity. Um, higher wages, better career options for you. Either way, what ends up happening is that there's a brain drain from the community sector. So Poppin is about turning the solution to social problems upside down by focusing on those people that are working to fix social problems. So social workers, charity workers, social entrepreneurs, anyone working in a for-purpose organisation. And it's a really simple concept because it's not about introducing any new technology or anything really fancy. It's about people connecting with people, supporting each other, developing professional networks with each other. So it's going to really focus on learning and networking events that will have people face-to-face with each other yep. uh, and also um, a website that has resources for members and an advocacy function which I think over time will become important to really unify and amplify the voices of people working in for-purpose organisations.
0: So what funds are you looking through through your crowdfunding campaign and what will people be funding if they were to chip into your crowdfunding campaign?
5: So, we really don't need too much to start. Uh, I'm looking at raising $6,800, and with those funds I'll be able to launch an 18-month pilot in Parramatta, and um, the pilot will be able to offer members six learning and networking events and a fully functional website. So it's really kind of the bare bones poppin'. We have a stretch goal of just over $9,000, which will help to develop a report about what the for-purpose sector looks like in Parramatta. So what are the characteristics of people working in for-purpose organisations? What is it that they feel they need? What are they missing? What matters most to them? Mm. Um, So that would be a really great piece of work that would help to really inform the growth of Hoppin and to help us scale it as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's an excellent project, Christina. So best of luck with the crowdfunding campaign. Congratulations on tonight. Thank you. And we'll look forward to tracking your journey.
5: Excellent. Thank you so much.
0: So we're with Julia Saar from Small Shift, who's just pitched tonight. It was a great pitch. So tell us more about your initiative, Small Shift. What are you doing?
6: Oh, thank you so much. So Small Shift is actually a spin-off company off of my existing business, Urban Toolbox. So I've been consulting um, in placemaking for about two three years now. And what I realized, even through that, and previously as an architect working in the space of urban design, community engagement, what I realized is that in the engagement process and in public spaces, there's always people that are missing, Mm -hmm. groups of people that are always missing, and that's what I pointed out tonight. And Small Shift was really set up to create an opportunity and change the city-making narrative to be more inclusive. Um, as you know traditionally and that's the way i've mostly been educated in architecture traditionally city making has been dominated by people that are able-bodied lacking disabilities for example and of certain gender and of certain ethnicity and we need more diverse representation and of course i realized that In the current forms of community engagement, I'm not saying they're wrong, but there's got to be other ways to engage people and get them involved in city making. So what Small Shift is trying to do is not only improve the neighbourhoods, but use that process to really change that conversation and change the way that we make cities.
0: It's a fantastic initiative. You say it's a spin-off of an existing business that you've been running. And so you found that that's been a problem that you've
6: identified in your existing work? Yeah, that's right. So uh, when I started the consultancy, um, I I was trying to think of ways to scale but not just scale the business but scale the impact and I didn't know quite how to do that Mm. Um, last year I had the massive opportunity to uh, travel for three months as a Westpac social change fellow Fantastic. and throughout that experience um, I spoke with 67 odd uh, thought leaders across 15 cities in academia, in private and public sectors, social enterprises and what I learned was that to create that opportunity to engage and get the people who are on the margin directly in city making, social business and social procurement in city making is the key. Mm. And that's how we've set up Small Shift to be.
0: Fantastic. So you obviously plan that to start in the city of Parramatta, and then do you have plans to really scale that out across the rest of Australia or worldwide?
6: Yes, but not in the way that, you know, tech startups might scale. Um, the way we see scaling is actually creating local opportunities for the local people. So, what we are doing when we go to a site is to actually inspire and train communities so that they can go away with the same set sort of skill set that I may have yes. as a placemaker or an architect. It may not be the same level of expertise, but enough to get them set up to initiate their own projects mm. in their local community with the opportunities that they had with their neighbors. So what we're trying to do is build relationships locally, um, give them the skills that they need to be able to negotiate something with the local council or the local businesses and form a partnership so they can move ahead with that.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's an excellent initiative, Julia. So thanks so much for sharing it with us. And we'll look forward to following your journey as you go ahead and, and watching your crowdfunding campaign succeed.
6: Thank you so much.
0: We are with Sandy Shu from Green Renter. Sandy, thanks for joining us.
6: Thanks, Tom.
0: So Sandy, tell us a little bit about Green Renter. What are you pitching tonight and what is this idea that is looking to essentially help people find sustainable housing?
7: Green Renter is um property listing website to help people to find sustainable and energy efficient houses that is good for them because they can live there happily and also good for their pocket which means they they don't have to pay for high energy bills and also good for the planet as well um, which means like they reduce their energy consumption
0: So when did you come up with the idea and how did you identify that there was a problem here that needed solving?
7: So the idea came up from one of the hackathons I attend last year. So it's more about energy, um efficiency related and i came up with the idea of or helping people to find an energy efficient home and potentially into the office space as well this whole story began with kind of like personal story because i went past a f- for south side of a office building and in the office commercial building space they have a mandatory requirement called net neighbors um, they have to have um, energy efficiency rating and that particular building has a two hour seven star which is really bad I was like who is going to rent that office space mm. and then I I thought about was it, like oh do we have kind of by the similar rating for residential as well and then I tried to search whether my place has a energy efficiency rating and um, sadly um in most of the states, um except for ACT. we don't have the legislation for having a mandatory disclosure of energy efficiency data Mm. in the residential space Um, so the green rental idea is from the thoughts from, oh wow maybe we should um, push the industry to have a mandatory disclosure for energy efficiency and also from my personal experience as well, the place I live in, um, is really cold in winter because they don't have good insulation and builders, they are not like, they are not building the buildings in an energy-efficient manner. That's really terrible. Mm. And also, the climate change, all the issues. Um, more and more cities, they are suffering from the urban heat effect, um, which is terrible. People, mm-hmm. they can't... Well, they have the air conditioning, but sometimes, like, you know, the energy prices goes up. It's yeah. really hard for um, people to afford to turn their heater or... Um, air conditioning on all the time.
0: So for the audience listening, how will your platform work? And with the crowdfunding campaign, what are you looking to raise and how will you spend that money?
7: Yeah, good question. So the green rental website is similar to realestate.com.au or domain. The only difference is, is we have strict standards. We only list the properties for six stars or better. Um, just giving the audience a bit of background, so we have the net house rating for residential properties, which is a um, energy efficiency rating from a scale 1 to 10. 10 is the highest. Um, so all the new buildings built after 2012, they should have a rating of um, six or above six is the kind of like the minimum comfortable requirement Mm. and we are trying to help people to find these good places to stay to help them to become safe and save the energy bills in terms of this crowdfunding event we are looking to raise for five thousand dollars to finish building our platform and start promoting the green rental website to property agents in other tenancy groups as well we have got 30 days, if you are like, um, into like, social show, show good and want to support us, you can go to the Start Some Group platform slash projects slash to support us.
0: Sounds like a fantastic platform, Sandy. So thanks so much for sharing today and best of luck with your crowdfunding campaign and we'll look forward to touching base again in the future.
7: Thanks, Tom. Thanks so much.
0: So we're with David Mutu of the city of Parramatta. And David, we've just seen the five pitches at the Pitch for Good event. So please tell us more about City of Parramatta's partnership with Start Some Good to to make this event
8: happen. So City of Parramatta has been, this is our third year in this model and our fourth year of working with uh, Start Some Good. Our role really is to take the platform that is Start Some Good and think, how could it be a platform active for our place-based community? It's a, it's a global platform, but how can we give it a local life? So we do that through two ways of putting an expression of interest out to our community and the broader network to say who has an idea uh, that they're ready to turn into a real thing. Yep. So we can use our networks to help with that DOI process. Uh, we then also invest our resources in an event, so giving it a public life um, a real sense of people and the people behind these ideas and by doing an event we launch the campaigns and uh, through tonight uh, we've given everyone gets a voucher, everyone's ticket price is converted into a donation but then we've committed to match those funds. So we get investment of resources through the time and effort we put into producing the events, the actual investment of our own cash in the projects and the investment in the community that forms around them mm-hmm. we've always found and i think it's the big selling point for pitch for good for us as a council we can read 100 grant applications and we often do but there's something different about seeing an idea and handing it to the community and it's already saying community where's your interest and where's your investment and then we follow that money so it's In a grants process, you're often behind closed doors, not asking anyone else. But here we get a chance to ask our ratepayers, where do you want our money to go?
0: Yeah. And do you think it then gives sort of more transparency to the sort of work that you're doing in the council?
8: Um, Transparency... I guess it gives transparency to the process where decision-making happens. Mm. So it's saying that we value participation decision-making yeah uh, so that's transparent so it's transparent that this is not something anyone can do e- anyone can have an idea but you might not be ready to launch that so I think that's why it's transparency on why have we given these people a platform mm. because they've shown us that they're ready yeah they're passionate that they have a network that they can connect into and that they're yeah, ready to get to action.
0: Yeah, a great initiative to be supporting the local community and it's obviously part of a range of initiatives that City of Parramatta have to support the local community. So what advice would you give to other councils um, around Australia or the world uh, from what you've learned in participating in
8: a project like this or perhaps other projects that you're involved in? So. I would say tonight is a great event and it's a great project, but it sits in a context and a a suite of um, things that we offer, all in the area of social investment. So for just over 10 years now, City of Parramatta has been one of the leading councils in Sydney and Mm -hmm. Australia in supporting the development of social enterprises. And now, in the last three years, we've expanded that to see the whole range of different types of social investment that can happen in the community. And the big learning I have over that 10 years Mm. is that we've done many things in that 10 years. So we've been investors ourselves, we've been venture capitalists in our own effort, and you know, uh, we started with a very strong grants focus. And trying to support enterprises at different life stages through grants we've also uh, had times where we prioritized mentoring or um, uh, consultative services that local lawyers and so on could give and that uh, worked well but um, the next bit of energy that we invest um, we've tried attraction strategies so granting success to come to Parramatta Uh, and then now we're looking at um, still having our grants but how can our grants be meaningful not just in a transaction but in um, what we can connect people to yeah. uh, how can we build up the markets for our social enterprise by building awareness in our local community of buying, um, buying for good yep. um, how can we get council to put its money where its mouth is in the social procurement space mm. so my key message is Try many things. Um, you don't have to start perfect in doing this because it, it is a nascent sector in Australia. Yep. And take that investment frame. You know you have to give a chance to yourself and give a chance to people in the community inspired to do things differently. Mm. Whether they're that's not just a not-for-profit sector. It's the um, small business, medium businesses. Uh, it's church groups. It's the scout club that wants to start being a bit, little bit more sustainable in how yep. it runs programs with its young people uh, yep, and just support all of that good thought.
0: Fantastic. Well, look, there's been some fantastic pitches here tonight, David. So personally, I'd like to thank City of Parramatta for getting behind an event and supporting social enterprise. It's great to see that you're working hard in this space Mm -hmm. and we'll look forward to tracking your work into the future.
8: Thank you very much and thanks for coming to Parramatta to watch us. It's our pleasure.